0: If you look at lockdown, well lockdown was nothing to do with health, lockdown was economic destruction of businesses that were not in the cult corporate network. This is why the great corporations, the cult owned corporations, have uh, increased their market share Massively while small business and medium business have gone under in enormous numbers through lockdown Lockdown was part of the creation of that dependency of the population because while you have independent business and independent employment Independent of the 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 few at the top the cultures. I'll call them then you do not have dependency, which equals control. But if you can destroy that independent um, business network and destroy that independent income, at the same time that you are um, taking jobs galore from people using AI and technology, then you are bringing people into a state of dependency upon the few so uh you've lost your job and you lost your business and oh yeah your job's gone to ai so um how are you going to uh, put food on the table um and this is where i've been writing about this for decades and it's now being trialed all over the world not trial it's being introduced it's called the guaranteed income right and the guaranteed income will be a pittance relatively um that will be given to people um, who have no other form of income, which is increasingly more and more people, but it will come with, um, with with consequences. You get your guaranteed income, and by the way, if you don't take it, where else are you going get, to get anything your money from? But only if you do what you're told. And this is where the whole thing is moving and eventually this currently vaccine pass, green pass, will morph into the social credit system of China where your entire life will be dictated to by your behavior And if you don't behave as the government wants, then you'll be excluded from society. Including your basic, universal basic income. Yeah, including universal basic income. We've already seen this, Brian. In Australia, they, um, years ago now, this was the precursor of what I'm talking about, they um, announced that if you're on benefits and you don't have your children, again, vaccinated according to the government schedule, then you lose benefits, right? That's exactly how this... Guaranteed income is supposed to work. You do what you're told, or you don't get it. Oh, by the way, like I said earlier, where else are you going to get money to feed your family? Because the jobs are gone.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Moon Road. This is episode 11, the dark side of socialism, communism's controlled culture. What you just heard was a clip of David Ike's recent discussion with Brian Rose, where you can find in full at FreedomPlatform.tv. In the clip you just watched, David is discussing universal basic income. I found it very revelatory and profound enough to do a podcast on tonight as I started to think about society and our structures of government and economy, namely socialism, communism, and capitalism. But to understand these structures, we must understand what they are. Merriam-Webster defines capitalism as a way of organizing an economy so that the things that are used to make and transport products, such as land, oil, factories, ships, etc., are owned by individual people and companies, rather than by the government. Merriam-Webster defines socialism as, any of various economic and political theories advocating collective or governmental ownership and administration of the means of production and distribution of goods. A system of society or group living in which there is no private property. A system or condition of society in which the means of production are owned and controlled by the state. Merriam-Webster defines communism as a way of organizing a society in which the government owns the things that are used to make and transport products, such as land, oil, factories, ships, etc. And there is no privately owned property. So you may be thinking, hmm, communism, socialism, they sound pretty similar in definition. What's the difference? Well, the key difference lies in this. The socialist path to state control is usually through democratic processes, and the communist path is typically viewed through a revolutionary point of view. A universal basic income more closely aligns with a socialist or communist worldview. In America, though, we are a hybrid society, as far as government and economy is concerned, although we are considered a capitalist society. I say that we are hybrid because we have elements of socialism within our society. We have welfare, food stamps, and other social programs. On the surface, these features are touted as necessary functions of equality and civility. This can be quite thoughtfully argued. Who wouldn't want help when needed? In the short term, this is wonderful. Free money, free food, free housing. Who would object to such a society? But there's a dark side. And I would caution this model of society long term. The long term real world effects of these elements within society may afflict the human condition more than it helps it. Which is why I want to get into the details of such elements of society and its psychological and social implication, which no one ever talks about the psychological and social implications of these ideas and structures of society. I want to start off by saying that I grew up in such a society. I was on welfare, government-assisted housing, food stamps, you name it. I was in effect living in a socialist, by definition, a socialist communist state, which is why I feel I can so confidently speak on its psychological and social implications. Many people that speak on socialism and communism that I've met are usually well off college-educated individuals from the suburbs that have not even lived in any way whatsoever within a socialism-communism construct. They more than likely were taught in some form or another Marxism and socialist ideals in college or went to a BLM march and feel the need to be a part of something without even understanding that the only reason they live in the suburbs or can afford college and have the nice things they do is because of the capitalist system by way of their well-off parents. So, I feel a bit more qualified than the common detractor of said issues to speak on such a topic because of my upbringing. Being brought up in the projects and on welfare, living off state and government where the government owned the property we lived in, is literally, by definition, socialism. With that being said, I want to lay out my main premise against socialism on the psychological plane, which is it eradicates incentive. Merriam Webster defines incentive as something that encourages a person to do something or to work harder if anyone is given anything for free consistently over long periods of time they naturally lose incentive to work harder or to innovate this is just the truth for the human psyche it has nothing to do with political preference where i grew up no one talked about starting their own business investing higher education or anything Everyone was comfortable with what they were given, docile, and voted every year for the party that would keep giving them things. And this has nothing to do with politics, like I've said before, because if it were the other way around and the Republicans gave them things, they would vote Republican. This has something to do with the human psyche and the human condition. People are not loyal to political parties. They are loyal to what they can get from these parties. They are loyal to their own inclinations, in a sense. But I digress. Moreover, you see that no one has any drive to work to earn a higher living because they've become comfortable in their dependence. We even see it in animals. Why do you think dogs are so dependent on humans? We've domesticated them to the point that they are so dependent on what we give them, they have lost their natural abilities to hunt and survive in the wild. They even observe this in zoo animals. The more you give to an animal, food, shelter, water, milk, etc., they naturally lose that instinct to get it on their own, to the point their ability to do so diminishes so much so that if you put them back in their natural environment, they wouldn't know how to fend for themselves and they would die off. The eradication of incentive is further propagated on the individual because the government then tells you that if you do decide to make money or do for yourself, we will take away your benefits. So in order to continue to receive these benefits, you must stay poor and we'll give you these benefits forever. So quite naturally, a risk versus reward dilemma plays out in the, in the psych, whether the individual is aware of it or not. It may be, in fact, an unconscious process. Nonetheless, the risk versus reward dilemma plays out, and you assess the risk. Hmm. If I try to do better for myself, I risk not having anything. If I just stay here and do nothing, I'm comfortable, but my life degenerates into meaninglessness. And people usually choose to do nothing because the option of doing nothing, oddly enough, ensures that they can feed their kids and provide them shelter. This is this the reality of socialist uh, fe- uh, elements. And since the individual has committed to their decision to be a state-dependent citizen, they are subject to the wishes and rules of the state. As the old saying goes, the one with the money makes the rules. So then the state says, oh yeah, and on top of not being able to make anything of yourself, you can't have a husband either. You have a, you, if you have a father in the house, your benefits will be taken. So since you've committed to the state as your benefactor, you in a sense marry the government as well. And they are now the provider, the husband, the father, and they will provide on their terms. And oh yeah, you have to report your earnings to them. You are subject to random house visits from the state authorities that literally have keys to your house. You live in the worst places because usually government assisted housing are designed with no care at all in the worst communities and you own nothing. How do I know all this? Because I literally grew up in this, which is why I don't understand when people who literally grew up in a home they own, not dependent on government, college paid for uh, for them to argue with me about these things. You simply do not understand the depths of the psychological and social implications of of which you're arguing. You've never lived in it, which is why I tell people all the time, if you are truly for socialism or communism, give it up. I mean, give up everything you own, quit your job, apply for government assistance, get rid of your husband if you have one, and move to the projects in the inner city and live there for 18 years. Either that or go move to a communist country, and then come and talk to me. Let's see then if your trendy anti-capitalism progressive Marxist worldview still holds. So let's get back to incentives. A lot of incentives in the human aspect can be looked at as a loss of meaning. When you have no drive to do something, to achieve to strive towards greatness you essentially have fallen into meaninglessness what's the meaning of it all nothing you've lost all incentive and this is what these elements have created in america's poor class the class that is most subject to socialist and communist elements thus most vulnerable to these psychological and social implications now let's continue the environment is now set imagine you are a kid You live in these rundown projects with your siblings. Your father is absent. Your mother doesn't work. You have no role models that you can look up to, that inspire within you an aspiration to overcome your conditions. You hate it there. You go to school, and you are in the free lunch line. The kids make fun of you because you wear things that are clearly hand-me-down items. You have no activities outside of school, but maybe a basketball court and a corner store. You have no money because although the government supplies you, your mother with benefits, they are just enough to feed you and that's it. Your friends in the capitalist system, they drive to school in their cars, uh, have nice clothes and are involved in after school activities that you simply can't afford. You desperately need money. You want to feel like someone. You want to feel like something. So you may begin to sell drugs or break into homes or break into cars to make some money because there is literally no other avenue open to you. This society of non-incentivized families and parents creates an environment where drug culture, crime, and nihilism flourishes. How do I know this? Again, I've grown up in these environments from birth. The conditions rarely occur in any prevalent manner in the suburbs where people enjoy a more capitalistic structure of living. Why is that? Well, because one, they have something to lose. When you own your home, own your car, attain your food with your own money, build your own communities you sort of value what you have more. So the entire community collectively has a consciousness of preservation, of value, of morality, of respect for one's person and property. In the socialist underworld of America, that mentality of preservation and respect for one's person and property just isn't there. This is a direct reflection of the psych of the person living in the Western socialist structure. Hollywood depicting these places where socialist elements are prevalent are prevalent as drug-infested, crime-ridden, sick societies do not help either. But that's a whole other subject to be gauged at another time. Moreover, a society under the conditions of socialism is not incentivized to innovate. If you are given a basic income by the state, housing, and a set amount of food each month where will you incentivize, Where will your incentive to innovate come from? You won't even begin to think about starting and building a company because those conditions do not foster those type of ideals. How do I know? Again, because I grew up in these conditions and see the type of individuals it produces. Although you have outliers, the majority of people it produces have no incentive to innovate or build big companies. Profit, financial freedom, opportunity, Ownership of home, land, and other various properties are all incentives that are just not present in socialist ideals. All of our great companies came to be by a capitalist society in a free market mindset, be it Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, Google, Tesla, Nike, etc. Because not only do people want to provide value to the marketplace and to the world, but they want to create freedom through ownership of their own lives and properties. This freedom and ownership creates within you a sense of meaning and a sense of confidence of one'self. The socialist construct creates the exact opposite, which is why every city you see socialist features in, usually democratic cities are in perilous conditions. It's a psychologically and spiritually emptying emptying environment. Furthermore, if we give the state complete control of our lives, of our livelihood, then we are subject to whatever rules that are placed on us if you accept socialism or communism you have to be willing to accept what can come with it just like the single mothers in america that had to accept in order to get their benefits a man couldn't be in the home just how they had to accept whatever rundown project building they moved into just how they have to accept the degradation of incentive government policy changes all the time depending on who's in office one year of socialism may be fine then the next someone gets in office and says hey To continue to receive these benefits or these payments you must show proof of the jab or hey to continue to receive benefits or payments you must allow us to set up cameras outside of your homes to monitor activity in your neighborhood it can literally be anything so to not be at the behest of the government and to maintain my own dignity my own control over my life my own sovereignty over my own life I decide to support a more capitalistic structure, a more free market and open society. Uh, I've been in these conditions. This is why, again, I could speak on it so confidently. I grew up in the hood and the projects, whatever you want to call it. I grew up in welfare. I seen that my, you know, I, uh, my my mother couldn't have a have my father in there, and you know, a man couldn't be in a home, and I seen the The checks, they'll literally just come in your house with like like a key. Like you'll be sleeping. Somebody be coming in your house like, oh yeah, that's the, you know, the the city or the state or whatever. Like anyone that like lived in the hood know what I'm talking about. It's like people that live in the suburbs and your father and mother own their homes and stuff like that. You're probably looking at this as foreign, but people literally come in your house, they say a man can't be there. Uh and you know, the environments are run down, they don't take care of these things and it's it's so strange to me because like all of this stuff is always masked in like altruism like it's like a better option you know like you you see like the uh like the uh the 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 uh, the, uh, the uh the people that like push this stuff right and they they push it and sell it as though this is like a better option in capitalism and it really makes me think like, have you guys actually like lived where you had to depend on like government? Like you get like these basic needs, but bro, like what it does to your brain long-term and what it does to your soul, you know, like I don't think it's worth it to be honest with you. I used to like, I used to like, I ain't go a lot like, a lot of people love the hood and love like growing up in the hood. I used to hate that shit, bro. Like how the hell did I end up in these conditions? Like I used to be like, man, I can't wait to get out this sh- bro. Like people literally just coming into your house anytime they want. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You can't even, you, my, my mom can't have my dad in there. Like she can't even have a boyfriend in there, you know, or something like that. If, you know, once her you know, my uh, dad got a divorce or whatever, cause it's like, you can't have a man in the home. You can't, If you make like over $100 more than you're supposed to on your check, they take away your benefits and stuff. So like you you still struggling, like you, it's like this game you got to play with the government. And I told myself when I get, uh, when I can, you know, have more control in my life, like when I get out of, you know, being a kid and I could become an adult and do my own thing, I told myself, like, I'm going to start a business. Like I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to, I'm going to do the things that you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna depend on the government. I see what it does to people's souls. Like, I, I seen it. I see what, I see how it crushes you and takes your soul Like You, when you look at, and I don't, and it's so crazy to me because I don't, I don't understand how this is not talked about enough. Like, we always talk about like the surface level stuff when it comes to like capitalism and communism and socialism. Like, yeah, the government should give people this and we should do away with capitalism because. Somehow they made like the idea of capitalism like it's racist or something. I'm like y'all motherfuckers are literally stupid. Like these uh, concepts have nothing to do with skin color. These are like societal structures of how things should be run. And I'm in my head, I'm like, so y'all would rather the government control everything? And when I be seeing like black peoples particularly advocating for this stuff, I'm like, bro, when the hell did we when when, like, y- y'all should know firsthand, especially the ones that grew up, like, in the environments, our group, and, like, that shit is bogus, not unless we're so deep into the rabbit hole that we just don't care anymore, like, yeah, whatever, the, we'll just, you know, but no, man, that, it's soul shattering, It's 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 not, it's nothing dignified about it, you know, and, it's so boggling to me that no one has really discussed the psychological and social implications because I think it explains a lot. And this is probably why they don't discuss it because it explains a lot of what's happening. A lot of the, you know, it's the thing is things don't just happen in a vacuum. They don't just happen. A lot of things, most things are not happening in and of itself. There's always a everything is a reaction to something, a reaction to this to that to that to that it is it's not until you go and find the cause of all these actions and reactions then you can see what's really going on. And I think that I figured uh a great majority of it out and that's just this dependence and this like it's something about not having a sense of ownership in. And uh, the sense of dignity that just you end up with environments that look like how most of the inner cities look because, oh, we depend on government, things like that. And I'm telling you, like, if you go to the suburbs, the reason it looks like that is because they feel like I worked hard for this. I bought, I saved up four hundred thousand dollars to buy this house. I, 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 I damn it. Some people built the damn house like they're not about to let it look like the inner city. But in the inner city, since we see that the government just gave us this shit, we don't care about it. We we like we didn't earn this. No one in our lineage cares about it. Not 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 the children, not the, our parents that that live in this shit, not the grandparents, because they know in the back of their mind this shit ain't theirs. And y'all know y'all don't give a shit about it because y'all wouldn't even let the neighborhoods turn into what they be turning into. That's why when people be like repping blocks and shit that they don't own, it's like, what in the world is going on? Y'all don't care about it, but then y'all act like y'all care about these blocks, you know? And it's like, I I really don't get it. And it it creates like a sickness. It's, It's so much more to be unpacked with this, with these type of things that it's, it's, it creates literally like a sickness of the mind, you know? And we, we give all these things in a lore That sounds good. Like we, we, we give, we, we, we tell people to read like Marxism and, and things like that. And it, and it sounds good. Cause I almost got swooped into that type of stuff. And, and it's not until like you become like a more rational thinker and like, get out of this fairy tale like land and see how governments actually like do things and you know and and, and look historically at data like how, what happens in communist countries and and in and in uh and in conditions where people depend on the government and the state and you realize like hold on I'm tripping capitalism is not that bad like it really isn't all all it is is like okay everyone go ahead make some money and the thing that I wish I would have learned a little bit earlier. Is this that like, because a lot of people say, well, it's hard for us because of racism and it's hard and this and that. It's like, nah, bro. Like, I used to think like that too, but I'm like, bro, the stock market and all that stuff does not discriminate, bro. Like, you can literally invest $5 a day into some stocks. And by the time you get out of college, bro, you could, you can, it's a very high li- likely chance that you have a lot of money <laughs> like just investing five ten dollars a day and it's like we just not taught these things and we don't even think to search for these things the I'm telling you bro like I feel like I was brainwashed my whole childhood I literally feel like I was brainwashed my whole childhood but I'm ranting um right now and I'm gonna end it so i w- I'm gonna say this to end it. and the final analysis The long-term psychological and social implications of socialism is a greater risk to society than the reward of short-term gain. In the final analysis, I would urge that we carefully consider the long-term implication of worldviews like socialism and communism before just blindly accepting a social construct because of its trendy progressive allure at the moment. In the final analysis, I will encourage you to really try to understand capitalism and what it actually is and understand the freedom that's in it, the will towards meaning it encourages and is incentivizing of innovation. In the final analysis, those who support the proponents of communism spend time in inner-city projects and in communist countries, so you can experience what you're so in support of. And in my final analysis, do not fall victim to momentary trends, manipulated rage, and social agendas, Think for yourself and draw your own conclusions. It is the only way to see things for what they really are. And that has been episode 11 of The Moon Road. Uh, it was a packed one. <laughs> um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you haven't already, like the video. It helps with the you know the algorithms and all that good stuff and all that good jazz. Um, it's youtube.com backslash go good and follow us on Spotify if you're listening on there. I will see you guys on the next moon road.